also brought to you by the Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. Eat local, but stay coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant. The Boatyard is located at 1555 Southeast 17th Street in Fort Lauderdale. That means you can come by boat or you can come by car. Enjoy the nautical atmosphere whether you sit inside in the cold AC or outside on the patio bar. The Boatyard has something for everyone. Monday through Friday, happy hour. Where local favorite is bar bites and handcrafted cocktails. Open for lunch, dinner, and the popular Sunday brunch. And don't forget, ladies night. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. where ladies drink free. Dock and dine at the famous Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. I am sure you'll have a great experience. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Captain Jeff, and welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. I got Stephen Busaka, aka known as the Shepherd, in the uh, house tonight. He wants everybody to call him Bonefish Busaka because he's like really into Bonefish right now. But I'm not giving him Bonefish Busaka for a while. No, I got to catch a ton more, dude. Right, you got to become. But when when you start bringing people bone fishing, that's when you know you'd graduate from being the shepherd to bonefish busaka when i start taking people bone fishing plus i don't i don't know yeah like you got to get good enough at bone fishing where you can be like take somebody that's never seen a bonefish before and be like hey come with me this is how you do it hey come with me let's go bone fishing and then you show him how to how to do it then okay you become bonefish busaka all right so but that's good though because that just means that i got a lot more work to do and i got a lot more stuff i gotta learn absolutely and like, i gotta get hard and i gotta like put my mind to it even more now like all of us yeah no matter what stage you are in especially when it comes to fishing you always have a lot more to learn plus you never learn enough you know what i mean it's not like you stop learning at a certain it's an point. ongoing it, it just never yeah. stops plus personally i think that um i think you moved off of the, the sheep's head thing way too soon dude you know what's funny about that though is we only did the sheep's head thing for like barely even a year. Right. I think we did it for. And then like I just kind of got bored with it quick. Like sheep's I mean, head fishing? Yeah. Just, or just No, just sheep's head fishing. It was kind of just like like when I went with Drew, you know, that was fun. You know, and it was funny, like, watching Drew, you know, think that his way of catching sheep's head was better than mine. Like, that was entertaining. And I, I enjoyed watching that, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it, it's not what we kind of glammed it up to be when we first started doing it. It's like, it was like this big hunt. And it was exciting. It was, you know, it was just, I don't know. But, like, I don't even think we did it for a year, dude. And mind you, that was like two years ago, too. I, I don't think this is we stuff because personally, I'm still sheep's head fishing. Dude. I may not be taking people sheep's head fishing, you know, professionally. I mean, it's not like people call me up and we go <laughs> fill up the cooler for Except for Drew. Head. Except Drew. No, Drew and I will do that on a personal level. Yeah. But you, but he'll call you and say, want to go get sheep's head? Like, right. yeah, let's go get and, sheep's head. And at any given time, I'm like, if I have the day to do it. Yeah. And now you're looking you're, you're looking down your, your no, nose. No, no, no. Listen, sheep setting is cool, especially in Broward County. You just got bored of it. I just got bored of it. Right. And I just, you know, for me, bone fishing has kind of been like, because I was, I was looking for more of a thrill. You know what I mean? Like the boat show? No, <laughs> not like the boat show. That's like, there's, cer- there's a certain group of people 
that that is a thrill for them. Well, I'm just going to keep bringing up the boat show on every recording. Oh, no, we should. This is a big deal right now. Well, I'm bringing it up on every recording until... We have the featured episode of Lamont and I talking about the boat show. No, we're building up to it. It's kind of like what we did with the Peter Miller episode. We just kept posting stuff about Peter Miller. Like we did with Jaws. We did, yeah, all that stuff. Right. So, so I'm going to keep bringing up the boat show. Uh-huh. But, but one of the things that we were talking about with the boat show that makes me like want to gag, and it also has a lot to do with the podcast that we released last week when I tell you people aren't ready for change. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that podcast... Um, I'm not talking to you, Busak. I'm talking to the audience. No. If, if, if you guys, anybody out there has not listened to that podcast um, about not being ready for change, the boat show is a prime example. Elaborate on that. Well, like in the boat show, in order to do the boat show and to have the boat show here in Fort Lauderdale, or at least what they do today, first thing they do is they totally destroy the intercoastal waterway. Yeah. For a month. So they can have the boat show. Mm-hmm. And then all the environmentalists and... The CCA and... Right. FWC. They pay the boat show <laughs> to, to have a booth in there. So, so at, they do have a booth, the CCA. They all, have, they all have a booth at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. All of them. Really? Yeah. All the big foundations and all that. All the environmentalists and stuff. They have the booth at the boat show. So they participate... And totally destroying the ICW for six weeks. So, you know, you just gave me an idea. What? So, remember how I, the last episode I was telling you of how I'm not really sure if I'm whether or not I'm going to go to the boat show, you know, and how I say, like, it's, hey, there's certain things there that are cool, but I'm not, like, oh, you know, ecstatic about going. But you just gave me an idea. What? I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go right to the CCA's booth, and I'm going to ask them a question, Okay. So actually, before I get into this, so let me explain kind of where I'm coming from. So, you know, you and I both are members of the CCA, right? You know, and every so often they send out a magazine. I get a magazine in the mail. You know, if I'm sitting there in the morning eating my breakfast and, you know, there's nothing really good on TV and I'm not really finding anything good on social media, I'll actually crack the thing open and I'll kind of flip through it a little bit. That's your second tier? That's like my fourth so like you know i'll, I'll kind of like like, f- like flip through it a little bit and just kind of see if there's anything interesting in there <laughs> and i have noticed something there that there's like a pattern and i've noticed this with the cca since last year they're very big on this project where they are um helping to restore the populations of redfish right okay where they're they're keeping them in like a lab somewhere and then they do this big release Okay, they've been doing it every year. Like a restocking program like a restocking and all that stuff. Pro- Yeah, and it's every single year, I, you know, redfish, redfish, redfish. Right. <laughs> okay, and, and, and this is what I want to ask them. How exactly do you guys decide which fish gets to be saved and restocked and which fish doesn't? Okay, I don't hear them restocking bonefish. Right. I don't hear them restocking tarpon. Right. So why is it always redfish? Well, why don't you ask me instead of them, and I'll give you a decent answer. Tell me. Because <laughs> I really want to know when, you know, the bonefish populations in Biscayne Bay are, are dwindling. Right. But we should all be ecstatic. About them saving the redfish. the redfish population up there in Titusville is just booming. All right. Now, th- 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 
This may piss some people off in the CCA. Dude, but you got to understand, we are not pissing people off enough. <laughs> I've been pretty consistent in pissing people off ever since social media. Well, yeah, but see, this is my whole thing. We're at the year's end. <laughs> we need to go out with a bang. No, this this is... It's, but it's, it's not going to like piss off like the real guys in the CCA, but... If, Some, it, if it gets to the if it gets like to the tippy top, it probably pissed them off because I'm spilling the beans on them. Yeah, you know why they're so interested in redfish and why they want to save the redfish. I have a theory, but I want to hear yours first. It's numbers and cents. The CCA basically, they're a fundraising organization. Correct. First, now you can take all the bone fishermen. And all the tarpon fishermen, and all the snook fishermen, and all the, well, maybe not sheep's head fishermen, but you can take all those permit fishermen, all right, all the glamour species, and you can add all those anglers up, and you'll get about one one one-hundredth of the number of anglers that catch them compared to ones that catch redfish, a bonefish thing. So it's always going to be about the redfish. Don't they have the redfish in their logo and everything? Yeah, they do, actually. Uh, duh. <sighs> it's, dude, don't I worry know, about I know. it. You're, don't yeah, worry I'm about trying it. to make sense fa- of it. But everybody, like... falls, everybody falls for it. I know, but it's like, you know, I just, like, you know, and it, all joking aside, it's like, you know, I, I keep hearing, you know, like Carl talk about how many bonefish there used to be in Biscayne Bay. And you think the CCA should be really concerned about that, right? Dude, they were talking about how they had that massive sewage leak in Biscayne Bay. I mean, we should be doing, they should be doing something about that. Biscayne Bay, in my opinion, is like the most underrated fishery in all of South Florida. Uh, And see, I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of these associations. Is it's not really about the environment's that get beat up so bad or the fish populations that are getting totally devastated. It's about raising money for the foundation or for the organization. And, um, the bigger they get, the more money they need to raise and the more money they need to raise come. I mean, that comes, the money comes from neglect of the, Small guy. And the small guy in this particular situation is, like you're saying, the bonefish in Biscayne Bay. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up. When? Next time I see Mike Lambricks, I'm going to talk to him. Is he going to talk to Mike Lambricks, the Broward County guy? I want to talk to Mike. Now, you know, I I unload a lot of my steam on Mike. Well, no, but it's like, but like Mike will actually listen. You know what I mean? But you do realize Mike is Broward County CCA president right we, we don't have bonefish here i know that's the worst part that's that's like they, that's like the one thing that actually makes me jealous of the people that live down in the 305 is they've got the bonefish there you know what i mean and they've got that crystal clear water maybe you should talk to the date i gotta well, I, I should guy. talk to lambrix to find out who's the date guy right and lambrix he'll hook you up you know why because he's a real guy well, yeah, but also because that's what you do when you're the president of CCA. You're like a networker, dude. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's your job. It's going to hook. All right, I'm going to hook up Busaka with the date guy 
so Busaka can tell him shit. You know what the day guy is going to say? Talk to the keys guy? No, <laughs> he's going to say, are you coming to our fundraiser this summer? <laughs> true, true or not true? It's damn true, man. <laughs> and that's what upsets me. It's damn true. <laughs> it is damn true. And, that, and that's what matters. I mean, I, I don't go to a lot of the CCA events. Like, I don't attend. A lot of the CCA events. No, I don't either. But but the reason I don't attend the CCA events is not because I don't have the same interest in mind necessarily. But I don't attend because I don't think what is going to come out of my mouth is going to be very constructive at a CCA event. See, but the problem is, is it should be. No, it but should. But it, it's it, like you said, you know, don't try to make right. sense of it. It's just, it's not a matter of what it should be. It's just a matter of what it is. It's right. just... Because, End of story. Right, because that's not what they need me for at a CCA event. What they need me for at a CCA event is to network and shake hands and make people feel comfortable. And they're like, oh, that's the Lunker Dog dude. And they're like happy to be at the CCA thing, and it's a social thing. And you know why? Why? Because the happier you are, the more you drink. The more you drink, the, the more, more money, money you're you gonna, spend. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, economics is emotional, dude. <laughs> it's all emotional. The better you feel, you'll be like, you know what? Maybe I'll give a couple extra hundred bucks. So let me hear how the conversation is going to go down between you and Mike Lambrex from the CCA. So the CCA is actually doing a um, a cleanup, okay, uh, November 23rd, which I'm actually planning on participating in too because I'm big on cleanups. Is it a waterway cleanup thing? A waterway cleanup. Yeah, we're going to be in a huge uh, – I think it's uh, one of the parks – and uh, I'm big on that, too. So I will be there. Is this exclusively a CCA thing, or is it multiple? I, it may or may not be exclusively CCA, but all I know is I will be there. You know, okay. I told Mike about that because I'm, that's something I'm, I'm, that's, I'm actually very passionate about. So I'm going to be there. So I, when I, I'm going to get a chance, I'm going to talk to Mike, just kind of pull him aside and say, listen, you know, I know that the CCA are you doing all this thing, you know, restocking redfish, restocking redfish, and but... You know, what about the bonefish? You know what I mean? Like, so you're going to like slide it in on him like that? Yeah. And you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, what about it? No, he's going to say, are you going to the CCA? <laughs> you know, I'd like to think, Mike, listen, if, you're, if you listen to this podcast before this, please do not say to me, are you going to, please don't respond to me with, are you going to the fundraising event? <laughs> All right, so you know we raised all that dough at LunkerCon for the CCA and all that, right? Yeah, and captains for clean water and right. everything. And so, so I'm walking around for like a, a solid two weeks after the LunkerCon event, and I got all this cash in my pocket. You serious? Yeah. And this not, was all from LunkerCon, right? Right. And uh, I got all this cash in my pocket, and I need to deposit the cash so I can send out, you know, yeah, the money to the CCA and for captains for clean waters. And um, I don't know, a week goes by and I don't get to the bank. Another week goes by, I don't get to the bank. And just so you know, like, I only go to the bank like once every three months. I just don't, you know, I don't frequent the bank. So another week goes by and I got the cash <laughs> in my pocket. So I call up Mike. I says, dude, are you in the office right now? He's like, yeah. I says, well, come downstairs. So I rolled over there on my bicycle and I had brought the cash with me. Yeah. And I was like, here, Mike, you deposit the goddamn cash. And I gave him the cash. You handed him all that cash? It was either that really? or I had to keep holding it. And you were on your bike? Wait, well, where's yeah. his office? His office is like, I don't know, 15 blocks from here, right? Oh, I was getting into that whole Southeast North thing with you, but I don't want to confuse you. Yeah, I was going to say, because you know how that goes. Um, 
No, see, this is that when it comes to that. Like, if you were to say to me, "Okay, it's it's by Galleria Mall," then I know what you're talking about. But don't tell me it's on this street, yeah, because I don't know street names. Dude. Well, I so anyway, and Mike, being the president of the chapter that he is, was perfectly comfortable taking that kind of cash. Oh, sure. Well, when that's what you do. That's what you do when you're president. <laughs> You got to be comfortable taking all that kind of cash. But that is pretty cool that you rolled down on your bike. Yeah. And then the captains for clean waters, like nobody got back to me. Like about. You did send them the money though, right? Yeah. But you know what I had to do to them? What? I had to get on their website and then use my American Express. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Cause, no, cause I called them. And, I, and well, I didn't actually well, call them. I, I, I would message and email. So I wanted to ask you. So like. Is there a way, is there like, do they have like a desk or something where you, if you, is there like a line that you can call and there's somebody there to answer the phone or how does this work with captains for clean water? I'm not sure. <laughs> like they never, like, it was like really weird. Like I told them that I wanted to, you know, donate the money to captains for clean waters and, you know, we yeah. were going to raise this money at Con and everything, but like nobody really like got back to me. So I was like, well, I guess they don't have to get back to me. I'm still into the cause I want to do. So then uh, I I messaged Benny Blanco. And I <laughs> and I says, hey, you know, the uh, I'm going to do this fundraiser for Captain for Clean Waters. And, you know, just wanted to know who to reach out to. And then um, I got a one sentence back from him. He says, I'll be there. Which I was like ecstatic because I would. Hoping, At LunkerCon, right? Yeah, I was hoping that Benny would go to LunkerCon. But I never got anywhere with, you know, who do I reach out to about giving the money to and all that. So anyway, long story short, I went on their website, and I took the amount of money that we raised, and I just put it on my American Express card so I could get it to them. Did anybody ever say thank you? Never heard anything from it. It you was know, kind of weird. I actually, but, I, but I don't think they got a real structure or whatever as far no, as that goes. No, no, I don't think so either, but... You know, I was actually one one thing I was. It's funny you mentioned Benny Blanco. Uh, I was actually a little bit bummed that I didn't get to meet him at LunkerCon because it, next time, hopefully, he comes. I'll go. I want to go up to him and introduce myself. But um, because I really, I really have kind of grown to respect him for kind of what he's done. You know, he and the captains for clean water because he's like he. That's like his baby. Like well, he's he, way into it, and you know, and I like that too. Well, yeah. those are the kind of guys that are actually fighting to get stuff done. Well, he also is a guy in the Everglades. Yeah, which when the I whole went out, program is for, you know, well, at least in theory, it's for Everglades National Park. But you you do realize that um, Everglades National Park isn't the only place that got restricted water. Yeah, it's like all over the freaking state. Well, it's just different in each different in each different place. Like here in Fort Lauderdale, we got water that's been restricted that used to get pumped into the or not pumped into, but drained into the new river. And the Army Corps of Engineers have now dammed that up and now there's a lock system. But very similar to what's happened in the Everglades National Park with the water not flowing correctly through the park to keep everything alive and, and you know, um, flourish the way it should. It happened right here in Broward County, but in a, you know, more of a micro instead of a macro type situation. It's just a smaller river. But the middle river, the new river, and any other little river that they have flowing into the intercoastal waterway here in Broward County now has a dam and a lock 
so the water doesn't flow the way it should which has killed a lot of the estuaries and the, and the wildlife and you know all that crap that goes along with it yeah i was because i've actually been doing a lot of research on it too because it's kind of intriguing me you know and they're explaining of how you know when when the water used to actually flow down to the everglades you know and it would filter through they were saying of how, like, what the problem is now is the water down there is actually becoming too salty yeah. because that fresh water is not coming in right. to kind of balance it out. It's, it's interesting when you read about it, but it's... Right. But let me, let me give you an example. So today we, um, we go out to 441 in Sunrise Boulevard, and the wife wants a new car, and there's a bunch of car dealers out there and stuff. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid in the 80s, my grandparents lived out there in Lauder Hill. And they lived in one of these like retirement communities, you know, that was uh, supposedly, you know, long-term paradise for retirees. And that's where you go and you got old and it was nice. They was this to, your, your dad's parents? Yeah. Or? And they had the shuffle, the shuffle board. What oh yeah. That? Yeah. Where they take like the long stick and they right? freaking, yeah. And they had that. And then, um. They had the clubhouse and they had a tennis court and they had the little complex. And then there was these canal systems that went through Lauder Hill. And I used to go out there to see my grandparents when I was a kid. And the, and these canal systems were slap full of small tarpon. Really? I mean, slap full. Like you would go down there and just watch them roll. Now we went down in the same area today. Let me guess. Sunrise Boulevard in 441. And there's this huge overpass now that goes over 441. And it's four lanes going each way. And those same canals that used to be slap full, slap full of tarpon and small snooks and stuff like that, along with fresh water, because it was fresh water back there. But it was an estuary, and the fish would wiggle back up in there and do their thing. And then they could wiggle back through and get into the rivers and then get back to the ocean. And now they can't do it anymore, and there's no more fish out there. At least there's no more tarpon, and there's no more snooks or little snappers or anything like that in there. There's a bunch of brim, tilapia, probably some peacock bass maybe. But all those little canal systems all through Broward County used to drain into the rivers. And, be, and because of that, the fish would get into those little places and now they're all dammed up yeah so like i said the, the whole water flow thing isn't just everglades national park it's a statewide oh, it's, thing yeah it is and anybody that's listening that's in any part of the state if you see the big roads going in and you see the big developments going in and you see all this stuff going in well when that stuff goes in these little canals and estuaries get taken out and there goes our fisheries. Well, it's just, you know, people just need to realize that the water flow issue is not just an Everglades National Park no. issue. It's a, state, it's, a, it's a statewide thing. Yeah. And until they decide that they're not going to let 100,000 people a year move into the state and give them a place to live, it's going to keep going on and on and on and on and on. I don't care what the politicians tell you. No. So anyway. Oh, that was good. That was that was good. I think that was a. Uh, it's something that needed to be addressed. And you're gonna quit worrying about the redfish thing now. 
I mean, now that it's well, explained let me tell to you, you, I was I wasn't worried about the redfish. I'm worried about the bonefish. Right, but that's what I mean. Like, so you like know, you understand now. I understand now. So you know, but listen, redfish are cool. You know, we want to. I mean, listen, I, I I commend the CCA for making sure that we've got plenty of redfish. You know, um, you know, let's actually take some time to actually kind of focus on the bonefish. You know. I think you got to reach out to the Tarpon Trust people. Bonefish Tarpon Trust. You know, I was asking Carl, because he's involved with the Bonefish Tarpon Trust. I, I, I just asked him, I said, what are your thoughts on that? I said, are they legitimate? He says they are. He said they're actually really doing some great work. So, <laughs> well, listen, Carl, I'll, I'll listen to you and Carl. Like, if you guys tell me that, if you guys, like, are saying that somebody is good, I trust you guys on that. Who do you think would win in the thumb wrestling match, me or Carl? In a thumb wrestling match? Yeah. I don't even know if that's possible for either of you guys to win. I feel like it would be like a stalemate. What do you mean? It's just like you both would just be like like this. All right, who would win in, a, in an arm wrestling match, me or Carl? Dude, I'm lifetime undefeated in arm wrestling. See, I don't know Carl's background, though. For all I know, he could be undefeated down there, too. Yeah, now you're starting to tell like the one of these associations where you're not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of afraid to like, because you know I love you guys <laughs> equally, so I'm like afraid to piss one person off. Do you think Carl will get pissed if you think that I can beat him in a thumb wrestling match? How, does it have to be you and Carl? Can it be like you and Taylor DeFusco? No, it has to be me and Carl. Are you saying that that's not a fair fight if it's DeFusco? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you did you hear the guy's name that I took fishing last night? Enzo Padovani. Right. Just, Dude, that sounds like a dish. Dude, just when you thought you were Italian. This well, guy no, Enzo I mean, like, Padovani shows up. Where was he from? Was he from Italy? Was he from the old country? He's from Jersey. Which is like borderline the old country. He's from, he's, he's from Jersey with all the rest of the Italians. <laughs> Dude, the Italians, like they, they inhabit certain areas, I've noticed. Jersey... New York and Massachusetts, I feel like, are the main three. So you just totally concede that Enzo Padovani is more Italian than you? 100%, dude. You can't compete with that. Like, you know what I mean? You're just going to give it to him. I'm just going to give it to him. I got to talk to DeFusco about this. What? That I'm just giving him that? Yeah, I mean, you're going to go down without a fight? Dude, Enzo Padovani. Dude. He might as well be from Italy. Well, I want to talk to him about this whole redfish thing, and we'll get to the bottom of this. Who, DeFusco or Padovani? Padovani, a real Italian. <laughs> Should we ask DeFusco, too, what he thinks about it? Are you going to approach anybody at the boat show? If I go. I th- <laughs> if Do- I go, I will go right up to the SCCA stand and say, so what are you guys doing for bonefish? Are you going to ask them about their stance on totally destroying the ICW so they can have their display there? <laughs> That's actually good. What? Well, good problem no, is I, I, think- okay, I, can, I can hit them with that afterward. I don't want to hit that with them. I don't want to hit them with that up front because then they might tell me to go take a hike if I bring up the bonefish. Oh, my God, dude. You, you don't go to the boat show to make friends. Well, no, but you're there to make, in this case, you're there to make an ally. You know, actually, it was what funny. Do you mean? That's the same thing, friends and ally. There's like a there's like a line, but no, let me not. ask you that's this: the same. <laughs> I want to know if the Bonefish Tarpon Trust would be there. I should ask Carl if he knows that they're going to be there or not, because I'd love to talk to them. 
If they're not there, I'm sure they're going to be at the Miami Boat Show. I mean, well, that would make more sense. When's well, the Miami it, Boat Show? That's always in February. All right. I should, I, I should, you think I'd have this done. I'd know this by now because my dad goes every freaking time. Dude, you're 26. you got a lot to learn. 27. Yeah, whatever. Same shit. Yeah. Late 20s. But. Since, since we're bringing up your millennialism. Here we go. What? Let me have it. Go ahead. I just want to know if you took my advice on the shirt thing. The shirt thing, you don't remember? <laughs> um, wait, hold on. Let me think about this. Wait, what do you about mean? What, what kind of what kind of shirts I'm sporting? No, I just the, the other day we were chilling in the kitchen or whatever, and I said, Busak, I think it's time for you to start sporting a large instead of a medium shirt." Dude, the problem is with me is I fall into that category where the large is too big, right? But then, so I, like, yeah, but I'm the medium's in... not big enough. No, I think it's big enough. See, this is see, this is this is where you you're, you're going to be thirty soon, dude. And yeah, you can't years. you can't be rolling around with mediums when you're thirty. <laughs> well, Defusco wears a medium. Is he thirty? I don't even know how old he is. But Drew, the... Drew, I think wears a medium. He's a midget. Drew's small. What? I'm telling you, for Macho's sake, if nothing else, to step up from a medium to a large. You can fill into a large. You look good in a large. I know. I know. And then I when just... you're walking around the boat show and shit, you're sporting a large instead of a medium. Here we go. What? I feel like Usaki, you got to grow up sometime. No, I know. Why are you trying to make me get to thirty so fast, dude? Well, it's part of like shaving and everything. Dude, I shaved freaking the other night. Right. I shaved completely. Exactly. But that was mostly just because I got bored. Dude, when you can shave just because you're bored, that means you know you're ready to wear a large. <laughs> what? I will take that into consideration. All right. Until the next episode, we're all going to be on pins and needles. We want to know if Busak is going to graduate from a medium to a large. Oh, my god. We gosh. also want to know what confrontations he's going to get into at the boat show. If I go. And if he's going to suck up to the CCA or he's going to really speak his mind. So until No, I'll speak my mind. Dude, I'm trying to do an outro here. All right. Go ahead. So the until outro. the next episode. Run that dog. Run that dog. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning, tuning in. in. And please... Give us a rating on iTunes. If you like the podcast, give us a five-star rating. If you don't like it, don't give us a rating. But if you do like it, give us give a five-star. Yeah. And then you can reach out to me, Jeff, at LonkerDog.com. If you're really overly concerned about um, Busaka shirt size, like I am, you know, let me know what you think. Or you can reach Busaka on Instagram. Yeah. And what's your Instagram way. handle? It's just Stephen Busaka, nice and simple. Stephen Busaka? You call that simple? Yeah, as opposed to like, you've seen some of these, these names people got? <laughs> you know, I'm right. Like, look at some of these names. It's simple. It's like, oh, shoot. Oh, there he is right there. He's typing his name. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Busaka now. So thanks for tuning in to The Real Guy Podcast. And thank you for having me. Run that dog. Run that dog. <laughs>